from these tears. We're doing a new episode right now. Hey, listeners, this is Danny. That's, I thought you were uh, Andrew. I know, I thought about it. Lead singer of uh, Match Pretty Close. Pretty close, pretty close. And we are doing Matchbook Romance Stories and Alibis from 2003. Episode 46, take two. Yeah, we tried to do an episode last week and technical difficulties. We we're not doing it. So sorry to anyone that was looking forward to our Rob Zombie. Sorry, future, Rob. But... Chris, don't tell Rob. Um, we'll try it again in the future. Yeah, Maybe a different yeah, Rob yeah. Zombie album. Well, you know, he does have that song, Never Gonna Stop Me. I mean, it wasn't on that album we did, but. True. Never Gonna Stop Us. Ooh, so personal history. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, not crazy personal history, but. When I first got the West for Wishing EP, like blew me away, blew me away. I got it at a warp tour and fell in love with it. I didn't hear it first. I heard it after the fact. I think Justin Davis had it. And I was like, what is this? That was you know, the pre Spotify days. Didn't um, we go see them in concert, Josh? We did. So One of I've, our first together. Yeah, and I've seen them probably like six or seven times. But I the time that the, the time that I know you and I saw them was on March 16th, 2005 at St. Andrews Hall. It was the Epitaph Tour. Yeah, it and was. And it was Matchbook Romance, Motion City Soundtrack, Scatter the Ashes, and... From First from to first Last, to last. Right? Yeah. yeah. The matches was on that tour, but they didn't play our date, which is a bummer. I've only seen the matches once. Yeah, that's why I brought but, it up because I know you like them. Oh, I love them. We were going to do them eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when exactly. I was trying to think, like, what was the the moment when I discovered this band? Uh, it is one of the bands that I that I like discovered early on in my like emo ness. Um, but I don't remember when I found out about them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I must have seen them at Warp Tour in 2004, right before college, because I already like I, I knew about them early enough in in college that I went and saw them with my college roommate once, and like him and I weren't like hanging out, you know, but you hang out with your roommate a bit at the, the very beginning, you know, I mean, when we lived together, we were hanging out quite a bit. No, I mean like your college roommate that you just, Oh yeah. Yeah. My freshman college roommate. Like that's, that's how early on I saw, I saw them was that, you know, I went with this guy that I didn't really end up being friends with later. So (laughs) he was uh, kind of a, Interesting fellow. Hey, he's going to listen. Don't say anything. I highly doubt it. We have the same birthday, though. That's actually why we we met at like the we met orientation. No, there was like a summer thing that we went to. And uh, we met at that. We're like, we have the same birthday. He seemed like a cool guy. So then we. uh, We decided to roommate together and he he decided to. Bang girls in the room while sleeping. So. Oh, that's not good. I had a roommate like that. that. And listen to Evanescence all the time. Break me down. Break me down. Isn't that what she says? I don't know. I Wake don't me up. Wake me up. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, What's funny is yeah. I think we talked about Evanescence in the last episode, but it didn't matter because that never came out. <laughs> no, we talked about uh, Evanescence in the Halloween episode. Oh, did, yeah. Because I, I put Bring Me to Life in my in my list. Yeah. Um, also, I got a, a critique from Doug that uh, we didn't put former critics Howl in either one of our lists. Um, I don't even know that song. Ooh. I'm sure I would love it. It's a good song. It. It's a good song. I'm becoming very intimate with that song at the moment. Uh, Why is for, that, Josh? For reasons, for reasons that I'm not going to talk about yet. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm going to leave this awkward uh, transition in. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there. I'm. I'm. Something's going on in my life. But anyway, it's funny because everyone involved uh, listens to the show. But um, anyway, yeah, Matchbook Romance. I was a huge fan, um, and this album was a, like a seminal part of my early emo dumb. Um, and yeah, like I said, I saw them like at least six times. And like we said, uh, we saw them and I actually, they are the reason why they are their bridge to Motion City. Like I didn't know, I didn't know Motion City uh, prior to listening to them to learn like, you know, what other bands are going to be at this Epitaph tour show. And uh, actually I didn't really, I was like, I don't know if I like that guy's voice when I first listened to Motion City, which is hilarious now because they're my favorite. Yeah. So um, yeah. So they're important in their own way and then they're important in other ways too. Um bummer that they're not around anymore they did uh they did like a little jaunt where they did some shows for like the 10th anniversary of their second album a couple years ago but they never yeah. came anywhere close to the midwest i wish they would do another tour I love that. well this album is not too far away from being uh 20 years old yeah which is wild yeah um and <laughs> so maybe they'll do something and that'll uh, make you feel old yeah, it's, well, this 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 album. Are um, you doing the rap sheet? I'm still talking. Oh, well, sorry, <laughs> you cut out there, so I thought you were done. Um, this album makes me feel really old, anyway, because uh, it's so emo, so of its time. Yes. Oh, I've got a lot to say about that throughout it. Okay, so yeah, very quickly, the, this is. Matchbook Romance's first full-length album. Uh, they did have the West for Wishing EP that came out just a smidge before this. Um, and this was released on September 23rd of 2003. So uh, during my senior year of high school, although I don't think I discovered them till the end. Um, and then it, uh, I do actually have, you know, this album uh, was not like widely renowned or anything. So there wasn't like a ton of information. But I will tell you that it did, um, it was on the Heat Seekers chart, number 18 on the Heat Seekers chart in 2005, which I'm wondering why it was on the Heat Seekers chart like two years later. Um, and then it was also on the 2004 list, uh, top independent albums that peaked at number 26. Really? Yeah. Nice. So that's something. And, you know, this isn't in, this isn't a time period where there were a lot of, uh, um, this is, I think, 
similar to, I think what you might've said about Mest when we did our Mest episode, that um, this was a good band that was ahead of their time. Was it? I don't know if they were ahead of their, but they were, they were a part of a scene where there were just so many juggernauts that it's hard to stand out, even though they did some good stuff. So cool. That's the stat sheet, the history. This has, this um, album has the most barren Wikipedia page I've ever seen. Yeah. Basically just the track listing. Yep. (laughs) Um, And I was trying to see if I could find like, someone's old live journal or something where they were talking about like what just anything about any of the songs, but nothing. I found some very hilarious um, reviews from back in the day though. I was, I usually go to YouTube and look up reviews just to see if they give me any extra insight. There's no reviews of this on YouTube. Although speaking of on YouTube, there's a full like one hour and 10 minute set that someone filmed of them when they were on tour with yellow card in 2006 oh. and it's actually like the video quality is actually decent which is wild because usually when you see those old, vi- old videos on youtube they don't look so great but yeah it's there in all its uh, emo glory i was watching some of it earlier today wait maybe we'll post up put a link to it in the uh the show notes here do it so, yeah cool okay um do you have anything else to say about this album before we get into the tracks no no because everything i gotta say is gonna go with the tracks okay well uh track one introduction too long how long is it one minute 34 seconds like it's a fine introduction and i remember with the cd when i would put the cd in it was fine because it went into the first song really well but in the age of spotify no don't need it anymore well, I got to remember when we get to the to the end to comment on the age of Spotify because it it's a, the CD was very interesting for another reason that's kind of tied to the intro and outro. Yes, I have so. the same note. I bet so we'll get to it. Um, yeah, and they, they obviously uh, they really love this like uh, I don't know if this like tape loop thing like whatever that's that sound yeah. effect is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's well used. So, yes. but not yeah, not much to say on the genius.com page. It says it's an instrumental track. There's no lyrics, dumbass. That's literally what <laughs> someone wrote. I was like, All right, cool. So, Nailed it. Uh, next track, track two, your stories, my alibis. Whoo, doggy. This is a way to come out swinging in an emo album. Yeah, this one hits. This one hits uh, pretty hard to, to start. So this band fused the perfect balance of 90s emo and alternative with the current, not even current yet, like time of screamo trend, hardcore mixed with emo. Um, I feel like a lot of those bands that would be known for this kind of music don't come out till like 2005 or don't get big. That's why I say they were ahead of their time. There were a few bands, but they were really, I feel like, Matchbook Romance was really kind of groundbreaking in their time of how they fuse that sound together. Um, it's emotional as hell. The way he screams with every lie to me, it, it, every time it hooks me like right in my heart. And it's just tugs, rips it, blood everywhere. The drums are really top notch on this bad boy too. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the instrumentation and just the song structure of, I mean, this song and just a lot of songs on this record are good. It is good. Uh, I remember them being like really fun to go see. Like they were good performance. Um, obviously, I saw them so many times. Remember, I told, I remember, I told them that one that that yellow card show. He was like, I, "You've probably seen us every time we've come to Detroit." Then because like I was like, "Yeah, sorry." <laughs> um, I mean, don't be sorry. You were helping foot the bill. Yeah, no, I I latched I la- latched on pretty quickly, like I did with Fall Out Boy with them for some reason. So um, maybe maybe because I was very uh, emotional at that time <laughs> emotional yeah um i will say so this what the song is about uh seems like it's about a relationship that is either on the outs or is over he's depressed I mean, do you have to say that i think 90 percent of these songs are about that i'm gonna say that every time <laughs> uh no it's the first one that's why i'm just kind of I'm going to say, when we get to the next track, I'm going to say, see my notes from track one. Um, <laughs> so, and he's depressed. He's searching for meaning. Um, got some, like you said, we got some some background screams here. Not 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 on every track, but this one's got some. Yeah. This Is this song cringy to you listening to it in, in 2021? I don't relate as much to the lyrics, of course, but I still enjoy it. It's a fucking jam. Yeah, no, I think nostalgia and memory fuels the appreciation for this album, though, more than like that. It's like, oh, man, he's really saying something real poignant in these lyrics here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I don't own it on vinyl like you, but I I was with you when I bought it. I know I, I listen to West for wishing and voices far more often than this album. And it's not because I like them more. It's just voices has songs that are closer to me now. Yeah. Like I, I relate to them more. And then West for wish is just like West for wishing is just a fucking stellar EP. Yeah. I mean, who can beat 14 balloons? Yeah. The best short song ever. The best. <clears throat> short and nonsensical song ever like what's it about who knew who knows no one knows but yeah um yeah i've i found that to be very true on a lot of these tracks where i'm like huh this uh i, I still like this but it's i'm like man you're being really dramatic huh give me something worth <laughs> living for there's so. a few times oh i can't wait to get into it Later tracks, later tracks. All right. Um, but overall, good song. Just uh, just with age and, ma- and supposed maturity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, track three, playing for keeps. Fuck that beginning lyric and driving angry guitar part is pure perfection. I'm in the chorus. It's so simple. Or no, the beginning. It's so simple and complicated the way you can crush me, no matter how much this hurts. This is through like so emo so good so well delivered though yeah and some of my it's some of my favorite lyrics on the album in this song the dueling guitar parts with keys at a minute 50 is pure late 90s emo get up kids style like they like i said they took what was happening and they improved it and made it angrier which is the road that all those bands went down uh, this chorus is so fucking catchy and easy to sing along to, but at the same time, it's really dark and depressing. Yeah. 
Do you feel, so you mentioned the get up kids. Do you feel like this, uh, it's like get up kids, like this era of taking back Sunday, like he reminds his lyrics. It's not, I always say how, um, especially like older Adam Lazara, he, I was like, he's not really singing. He's like melodically shouting. Yeah. And I feel like, and it's kind of raw in that way. And I feel like that's the same kind of thing that Andrew does. It's like, uh, he's maybe a little bit more singing, but like, it, it's still, it, it has that raw, like not off key, but almost off key. Like he's kind of, you know. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree with that. But real, real whiny, not, not in a bad way, but just like, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, I mean, it all on times the line. he sounds real whiny, but yeah. not always. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love the, like the, you're so good parts. You're so good. Yeah. So good. It's, it's the, so good. Yeah. The you're so good parts are so good. <laughs> yeah. This is a, and it's weird that this one has, uh, not l- the least, but pretty low s- like plays on Spotify. Yeah, I would have thought that this is like a a staple. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm looking at it. Yeah, my eyes burn, obviously, and your stories, my alibis are higher. Prompt promise, of course. But yeah, no, this is. Uh, I mean, it's not one of the lowest, lowest, but it's definitely lower than it should be. I think this is probably one of my top four favorite songs on the album well this is one of the songs that got you know uh done for that split they did that acoustic split with motion city which i have that on vinyl i do too i I got it from merch now earlier this year oh nice yeah i just there was like a sale and and i and i was like just randomly searching for stuff and i was like that came up i was like holy shit this is like this yes please this is something that i've always wanted to get and just kind of forget it's not necessarily that i was looking for it but um yeah um trying to playing for keeps and something else i can't remember what the other song that was on there was but um yeah this is about a tumultuous relationship that he wants out of but also doesn't want out of sounds like Hold on, I pulled up the vinyl because I want to see what the other song is because I forgot. And you can't because it's inside, which is cool. Uh, that's Motion City side. It's in transit for you and playing for keeps. Oh, that's why I didn't remember because it's a song that's only on there. Yeah. Yep. My So my vinyl is white. Danny's is red. Mine is white. It was like a first pressing, you know, you know. Yeah, I can't I'm brag sure too mine much, wasn't because I just bought it this year. I don't have this album on vinyl, so disappointing in me. You should check merch now. I think they might. They, they had it earlier this year. I just keep putting it off. I need. I can get it. I'm going to find a that expensive. I'm going to mail it to your house. I'll get it at Bon Jovi. Ooh. <laughs> your birthday. You know, your birthday is coming up. It's true. Do you give me All anything right. for my birthday? I can't remember. No. Well, <laughs> no. I feel like I bought you something at a show. Yeah, you probably did. I'll buy yeah, we'll see. See if I can find it. Track Track. four promise. Dane's just man, Dane's taskmaster and master inside. It's like (laughs) I'm worried that my internet's gonna mess up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, let's get through it before the router or the router takes revenge. Uh, another breakup song, eh? 
Oh, is it? Is that what this is about? The breakup song. I'm so I wrote, is this whole album about one lady? <laughs> I hope not. That poor girl. I mean, so, I, I kind of hope that it is because like if not, yeah. then he's a it just slut. made me think I, I've always heard that um like all of Take This to Your Grave is about one girl. Obviously, with the exception of like Hey Chris, but um the Hey Chris song, Grenade Jumper. Um but yeah. He's a, so, he really liked her. He really liked her. He, she used something special. So this song has a beautiful and almost country guitar intro. Uh, cute lyrics, but bordering on obsessive, which is a note I have a few times. Like this, I, I love his lyrics and I, I still love this whole album, but there's times I'm like, oh, buddy, you're a little scary the way. I think that's your 2021 lens. That might be. I think that's how everyone was writing lyrics back then. This has the same energy as Bert reading Shakespeare on stage. The same. Would the you same. take my hand and never let me go? Never, never let, let go, me Jack. Go. Never let go. Never let go, Jack. Like you're not making this easy. Don't leave me. Like it. It. I know he's not coming up this way, but it almost sounds like those kind of dudes that are like, like if you leave me, I'll kill myself. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I mean, he's. Uh, Clearly, this is just a very sweet song and romantic, but it's emo as fuck. <laughs> Love the well, echo of not making it easy leading into the buildup. That's yeah. a sweet part of the song. I remember like uh, in the car back in the day, like always like singing the harmonies and stuff. With There's me? A lot of, we probably did it a few we times. Probably, yeah, I'm sure we did. That's really all I have on that. It's weird that this one has... Does it have the most plays? Yeah, it has this the most their, plays. That's, I mean, it's their biggest single off the album. Single number one. Like, I really like this song, but I wouldn't say it's in my even top five of songs on this album. Really? It's, so I said, I actually said that, I said the chorus hits really good. It's a classic. I think it's a classic song of the era. Yeah, I would say that. And it is a good song. Do not get me wrong. I don't think there's a necessarily a bad song on this album I don't know there's a bad song there's one i kind of skip once in a while which we'll get to but um is it untitled secret track is that the one that you no skip? actually that that one i don't need to skip i just shut off the album we'll oh, there you that. go. that's true that does work um yeah i remember i mean this is a i remember playing this song with with uh girls that i wanted to be romantically involved with yep. successfully <laughs> <laughs> staple of my love life in the early 2000s mid, early to mid 2000s all right i'm a lover danny's a liar lovers and liars track five track five don't hold this against me danny <laughs> i already said i'm sorry the drum beats give me like a dancey vibe and the guitar gives me like a dreamy night time drive vibe uh i really doubt with his wordsmithing on this album that he's no good at comebacks. I mean, come on, dude, your lyrics are great. You're good at comebacks. Maybe he needs a lot of uh, time to like put something <laughs> together. He writes like the best comebacks, but they're like a day later. He's like, yeah. damn it. He's like having a fight with himself in the shower. You know how you do that? Like, yeah. ah, I won that. <laughs> I won that shower argument against you. Love the overlaying singing at the end. That's almost spoken word, but in the background, there's like the singy screamy going on. Yeah. So good. It's Chef's Kiss. What is it? Doug's whatever. Uh, Doug's Kiss. Yeah. 
Chef Daddy D Love. Um, the guitars are so cool on this song. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I love I love tell all your friends about me. That's oh, I was about to, I thought that's funny that you said that because I was like, this reminds me such of a Taking Back Sunday song. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could see uh I could see this coming out of Adam's mouth for sure. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm all of a sudden I'm southern now. I'm just kidding. You're just never gonna get over that. Don't tell him I said it, Chris. We don't know shit. (laughs) No, actually, he is southern. He's from North Carolina. North Carolina. He moved to wherever Take Back Sunday is based out of. Really? Adam was? Yeah. And they're all from New Jersey. New Jersey. These this band is from Poughkeepsie, New York. Because brand new and take it back Sunday, we're both from New Jersey, and that's why there was all this feud about people dating people. And yeah, yeah, that's all I got on Lovers and Liars. It's a great this one of my favorites. This is a great song on this the album. This is a good song. Oh, it's so I just the 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 chorus on Lovers and Liars is so good. Yeah, it is. All right, track track do you, six. Do you like flowers? I like tiger lilies. All right. Tiger Lily. Number one six. of my favorite songs on the, uh, or honestly, one of my favorite songs of all time in my top 100. Oh. Maybe top 50. It's just so top fucking 100. beautiful. Uh, I, I feel like I heard this on a Punko's acoustic or some acoustic EP where they did it really acoustic and it was even better. Really? I can't remember where I found it. And I can't find it anywhere online, but I swore I've heard this song acoustic somewhere. I mean, it already is, but you're saying it was more acoustic. Yeah, like they don't break into it. It's just, yeah. Is he, is he never seeing this girl again, or is he just so happy about how the night went that he doesn't want it to end? Uh, Where do you think he's going with these lyrics? Because it's almost like she's dying or something if she gets out of the car. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I could see it being like, oh, my God, we had an amazing night together. Like, this is perfection. Don't get out of the car. Like, let's just. Like, we've known each other forever. Let's just drive all nights or she's fucking dying and I'm never seeing her again or something. (laughs) It's a sweet. No, I mean, it seems it seems like. He hasn't known her forever. Because it says, like, we've known each other forever. Uh, Oh, that's true. Um, I want to assume it's like a first date and he's just like, oh, this was so good. I don't want it to end. So this is what it is. This is this is what fuels the the emo-ness is that that Andrew from uh, this band, he he just falls so hard so fast. Yeah. I mean, um, you can tell. Yeah. Why does tonight have to end? I love the harmonies on this, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> when he goes and I, and then the background I, yeah oh, oh so pretty this was a this was a staple of many a mix cd for oh yeah is it going to be a, on your a young wedding la- list? a young lady uh maybe we'll see i could see this being one of your dances <laughs> yeah Good just don't night. just yeah um i like yeah there's a, I, a lot of the songs on this album have very like 
you know, they're very melodramatic and intense, but I like, I like some of the stuff he says on here. Like the, I love the, let, like, let's hit restart and pause it at our favorite parts. Like, yeah, it's good stuff. No, I think he's a really good lyricist. There's just times I'm like, Ooh, careful. You're bordering like I said, obsessive. Like I said, I think it's just, I think it's just dated. You know, I think everyone was, uh, everything was the end of the world in 2003. Yeah. I think that's why I identify with this album so bad. <laughs> I just wanted to be heartbroken like this so bad that I wanted. To... You were always heartbroken like this. No, in 2003, I was, uh, I was like always the friend, never the boyfriend, you know? So I didn't, I had a different, I had that. You still un- got heartbroken. Yeah. Unrequited love. Uh, um, heartbreak, not the, uh, don't, don't leave me heartbreak. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm a late bloomer folks. Uh, anyway, um, track seven, track Shadows, seven, you like say statues. Is this your one that you skip sometimes? No, oh. I actually love this song. This reminds me of like every other screamo band that was coming out. The structure of it, the guitar parts on it are sick. Uh, like it just fit into the scene, music scene, and also the scene of the time. Yeah. And also, I feel like, like I said, I don't feel like bands were completely doing this yet. I know like Mike Hem's Three Cheers came out in 2004. So like that's when bands really started to be like, oh, we're going to be like this. But, you know. I think Epitaph really had a good hold on it before it really took off. Epitaph yeah. was really smart about the bands they chose. Like Motion City was ahead of their time too. I think uh, I think the only reason I asked if it was this song is because I feel like this song is in like a different creative space in some ways than other ones. Uh, I think it's it's like... It reminds me more feels, of a, from first to last song. Yeah, it feels less sappy. Yeah. And I don't mean no. sappy in a bad way. It's not like a, it, it's still about uh, the same kind of stuff, but it's just, it hits differently. Yeah. But it's, a. I think this might be like my second favorite song on the album. I love this song. Obviously, the next track is my number one, but... <laughs> Your eyes burn? Yeah, all the time. What else you got on this one? Not much. I actually don't like this one that much. That's one, oh. that's, that's the other reason I is that well, I mean it's fine, but it's this if there was one I was gonna skip, it'd probably be this one. Oh damn, it's such a good one. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> I was more into magical romance for the love songs, I think apparently, or the the songs that seemed like love songs. Yeah, I could tell. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sensitive boy. Track number eight, the second highest played song on Spotify, second single, My Eyes Burn. This is the song that makes me think of Matchbook Romance. Like, oh, this no, me is too. Yeah. their biggest single to me. And it's like, if you look up a true definition of 2000s emo, they should just play this song. <laughs> it's like the intro to 2000s emo. It's iconic. There's there's only been a handful of moments in my life where it's happened, but every time someone says my eyes burn, I always say with these tears and they always look at me very confused because no one knows the song. Yeah, uh, the song is the, we're, the bass really shines on this song. I don't feel like in any yeah. other track on the album does the bass pop as much as it does on here. 
I know they had a strong following, but the song. Wait. Oh, yeah. No, it's they had a strong following, but I, I'm surprised because of the song, they didn't get a huge following like they didn't become mainstream status almost. It's like the perfect formula for what Matchbook is. Well, you know, I think I, I know exactly why they didn't get a big following, but uh, it's because they, they changed the formula too much on album number two. Ah, I love album two, so I don't know. No, I know. But like if you got into them because you like this, there's a there's a there's a probability that maybe you don't like that. I mean, you do. But yeah, like I don't like voices as much as this album because it was so different. Um, but voices, a song from voices is actually on uh, Madden 2005, which is wild. Is it monsters? I think so. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I just remember playing that game with somebody or something and that song came on the thing and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> excuse me? Um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you said it. This is one of their best songs. It's very, it's, I don't, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know how they, I mean, I know how they didn't get bigger, but I, I feel like, I'm wondering what happened. I feel like Voices wasn't that ill-received that they couldn't like, turn it around with a third album so yeah. I, I don't really know what happened you know for them to break up uh if there was any like turmoil or you know what was going on so and obviously they're getting back together now so they've all you know they've been back together since then so some they're okay but it's not like a one of those situations where people don't talk forever or whatever i don't know um but yeah this is this is a banger this is a this would go on any all-time early 2000s, mid-2000s, second-wave emo list. Yep. Is this second-wave emo? Wave. Third no, wave? third wave. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because fourth-wave emo is now. Right. Well, right. now everything is emo, apparently. Yep. Emo is taking Everything. Over. Everything is emo. Even Breaking Benjamin. Lincoln Park is now emo, apparently. Yep. I saw a review um on one of those sites when i was looking for stuff for this album where someone said that they were they, they gave them a negative review and said they were ripping off lincoln park u2 and someone else and i was like this about person, this album this person did not listen to this album <laughs> whoever they said that about this, this. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. I remember I told a customer at the store that I was, they were like, what kind of music are you into? I was like, like pop punk emo mostly. Like I like everything, but those are my main ones. And they were like, oh, so you mean like Machine Gun Kelly? And I was like, oh. Woof. Oh. No, not like Machine Gun Kelly. Woof. <laughs> like a huh, turd. Huh, huff. It's king of the turds. Turd. Where's it at? Is this it? What are you looking for? I want to read. I want to read you the actual text of this review. <laughs> I will find it and I'll read it later. Okay. Uh, track number nine. She will never. No, not she'll. Will never. She'll never understand. <laughs> so this song always felt like a starting line song to me. It's the pop punk guitar riffs, the driving drums, and the way Andrew's singing it. The chorus, for some reason, reminds me of like Dawson's Creek or American Pie style of music, like songs you would find on those soundtracks. 
probably the most radio friendly song besides having the only swear words really on the album. But still, you know, this is the most radio friendly song. Yeah. Besides the swear words, like the chorus is just so like happy and poppy. The chorus is not happy. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, yeah, it's fine. Doesn't it sound like something that'd be on like the WB? Maybe. I but never, I never. It almost sounds the... like a simple plan chorus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just but a kid. I'm not against it. It's also weird that this has like the least plays besides the outro and intro. Oh shit, it does have the least plays. Because I really thought this would be one that like basic, not into the style of music people would still be into. Yeah, you know, this is really radio friendly, isn't it? Yeah, but, but it's the only song that swears on the album. <laughs> yeah, this could totally be on like American Pie. Right? Huh. I never, uh, I never, I never drew the uh, starting line comparison before, but I, I see what you mean. Like I could see Kenny from starting line singing the song. Yeah. Huh. Maybe not the chorus the way because Kenny sings his chorus is a little more like high pitched and slower. That's why I think this is more of a like simple plan. You know what, though? This is this. I mean, I don't think it's a bad song, by the way, listeners. I actually like the song. It's not my favorite for sure, but does this song? Um, I mean, it's similar vein to what's that? What's that song? Um, Tear your ass up to like we just got married. What's that song? Similar, uh, like speed vibes to that, like right. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, starting line making a movie album. I can't remember the name of it. Now it's gonna bug me. So hold yeah, on. Starting line. I got it. Okay. Bedroom talk. Yeah, the song is "Bedroom Talk" by Starting Line, off the album based on a true story. There, took care of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <clears throat> what other thoughts you got on the song? I don't, I, I, uh, this is a, even though every other song, um, is also angry, um, this one seems like he's the most over it. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not holding on. As, like other ones he's like i'm mad but i'm still in love with you and i'm holding on to this and then this one he's like you know what i'm sick of your shit yeah. all right track 10 if fails let's go to the next track uh <laughs> 10, if all fails. this is my skip song i find it slow draggy and boring i don't hate it but i never want to actually listen to the whole song And also, now that you he kind of reminds me of a stalker in this one because he's like laying there watching her sleep and talking to her like you're my reason for living. <laughs> but there's pretty piano at the four minute mark. <laughs> Do you not see it, though? Like his like. The lyrics are real. Oof, eek. Although, is this. Is she like sick or dying? I don't know. He's laying in bed next to her. <laughs> well, okay, so 
if he's if if this is the bed that they share, I feel like watching her sleep's not that big of a deal. <laughs> now, if he's snuck in through a window, <laughs> uh, might be a little different, different situation. We need a music video match with romance because we know where your head's at for this one. <laughs> oh boy. Still an all right song. It's just the only song on the album I'm like. It is eh. it is slow. When it gets to the 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 like the heavy part, it's it's great, but it does take a bit to get there. When all else fails, like that, that part's good, but like it, it, it takes a long time to get there. Again, now I can't piano? get the, I, now I can't get the him being a creep out of my. Like, I know. He just says sorry. brush your hair, and I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> Leave her alone. I would die for you. I'm right next to you in bed. Don't wake up. I'm here for you. That's not as lyrics. I'm just saying. <laughs> Slips away. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> Next song, Stay Tonight 11. Track 11, Stay Tonight. I love the way this uh, track starts. Yeah. Whatever that noise is, is that the one you were talking about? The, yeah. Whoop, whoop. The yeah. drums on this track are killer. I love the song, but again, with reading the lyrics, there's a bit of an obsession problem. I don't want anyone screaming my name a million miles. Wait, I don't want anyone screaming my name a million times in the night sky and saying they would die for me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really cute, but uh, really cute chorus. <laughs> Again, I think you're right. I think it's just like the period of time we're living. Yeah, in. man. I, I yeah. <laughs> like you shouldn't say this to even your wife, and because she, she'd be like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> This is just uh, this. It's the, I do really like the song though. Yeah. <laughs> <Saying. laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll I'll spend a million nights and scream your name into the sky. Is just the the not, the early two thousands equivalent of I would walk five hundred miles. You know, <laughs> I'd spend a million nights. That's a lot of nights. Josh, man. stop screaming my name. I'm trying to fucking sleep. Yeah. Well, she was sleeping in the last song. She's up now. Oh. <laughs> I would hope she's awake. If you're screaming her name nonstop in the night. What? Are, I don't understand. What? Oh, why? <laughs> I'm ruining it, these songs. You're ruining all of this for me. <laughs> don't it's get me okay. wrong. I love these songs. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at this and I'm like, what? What? Why are you screaming your name at this? Her name at the sky anyway? Yeah. What does that do? Just hold me down and tell me that you were right, Josh. That's kinky. Tell me, tell me what it's like to be alone. It, okay, so uh, is that show me the <laughs> meaning of feeling lonely by Backstreet Boys? Tell me what it's like <laughs> to be alone. Oh, boy. It's a good song. This Don't is, get me wrong. This is going to be the best, worst episode of this podcast ever. <laughs> it's All one right. of those episodes where I butcher it, but I also love it. Well, so it's it's funny because this <laughs> so this you're, you might be wondering yourself listener why are they doing wh what prompted them to do this semi-obscure album from the early 2000s and what happened was we were already like way off schedule because of the romp zombie stuff and then so we didn't and we didn't we basically had to do an album today that we didn't have to prep them as much as normal for. 
And this is a, like I said, this is a seminal album for both of us, right? This is an important album of our youth. So, um, but apparently I hadn't really done any introspection on the lyrics because (laughs) uh, it's a wild time. And like this week I was, I've been having a struggle with seasonal depression, been really sad all week. And I was not actually in the mood to do any podcast. Oh, so you're shitting on it because you feel like shit. <laughs> no, I actually feel good today. But <laughs> just saying, like getting motivated to do any podcast. I was like, I don't care. Josh picked something and then he didn't pick anything. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna plan out the month. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I feel you. I've been feeling like crap too. It's um, like soon as Halloween ends for me. I don't care as much about Christmas until December. And I, I hate working in retail at this period because, you know. Yeah. But like it just gets dark early. Now things going on. So, you know. All right, let's move on. OK, uh, track 12. The greatest fall of all time. This is a one track that's also on West for Wishing. This is a track I love. On well, West for wishing. I think the mixing is so much cooler and more raw. Yeah, on the EP. agree. And agree. I, actually, I mean, I really like this song, but I, if I have to, if I want to listen to it, I'm going to listen to it on the other album. I don't remember if they did. I could probably look it up on Setlist FM, but you got to end your show with this song, right? Yeah, you got the to. Epic ending. I said myself up for and then the guy yeah in the background you know like beautiful by the way double kick pedals for the drums and the screams and the chorus like yeah hello early 2000s screamo you like i said you're breaking down the door here because i wasn't hearing this much before i'm sure other bands were doing it but this was one of the first times i heard it yeah then the double bass pedal is yeah, That's it's nice. like heavy for this kind of band in the chorus. But yeah, the, the mixing tone, I don't know, it toned down the guitars or something because they just sound so much better in headphones and in your car in the EP. I'll have to do a, a meta-analysis comparison later. I'll get back to you. Nope, we're going to do it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> ready yeah oh you're gonna play the original one first that is fine you, which one you want me to play west for wishing first yeah you're on it yeah All right, now play the other one. I don't know, I just like the other one more. His singing's the same, but I don't know that the guitars and drums all sound different. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with you that they sound different. I'm not sure which one I like better, though. No, All right, let's no, talk about this no, last no. song. <clears throat> How do I turn it off? 
stop share. There we go. Untitled bonus track. So when this came out on CD, you know, you had to wait a minute to get to this. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. How nifty. When you click on this on Spotify, this is complete garbage. Wait, why? It's, I, it's not something I would ever listen to. Oh, well, the thing that I was going to point out is that, so on Spotify, it's one track, three minutes, seven seconds. Yeah. On CD, it's, there are like 70. Yeah, because it plays through each track with nothing going on. 70 tracks of like four seconds. Yeah. And then a track with, you know, this, the, the hidden stuff on it. It just didn't hold up. Is there really a God? We could really use a miracle right now. That's what, that's one of the things I said. <laughs> yep. What do they think this is a used album? Come on, this poem. Taste of ink is getting old. It's oh wait, yes, that's the album. It's good, listeners. I know I was bragging on a few times of his lyrics being a little cringy, but the album is an eight out of ten for me. Still, I'm gonna go seven point seven. Is it because I ruined some songs for you? No, I just I don't even know what my rating system is anymore because I just. I don't know, man. I like this album. My final thoughts are that I like this album. Uh, it reminds me of a time in my life that is was fun to remember and then also not fun to remember for reasons and reasons. Um, but it's uh, some of it hasn't aged like perfectly. Uh, it's a little bit interesting, um, you know, but uh still enjoy listening to it when i when i decide to throw it on or if i'm listening to my uh we i have a playlist on spotify that we play in the car that just it's just literally called definitive and it's basically like every song that we like um in the genre then plus like like i have some ghost on there and stuff too so it's just like an easy thing to throw on and know that you're gonna get good stuff so do you have the whole album on there or just a few songs cherry no i think i have most of the album on there nice it's basically like it's not just songs we like it's like the songs that we or it's not just songs we love it's like all the songs that we know from the genre plus some extra stuff so it's a it's a it's a huge list word all right weekly rebound so here's the songs i really jammed out to this weekend that came out first one is slipknot speaking of machine gun kelly bastard <laughs> but they have a new song called chapel town rag and it is metal like i thought they would they were going popular with their latest stuff but josh is gonna love it is the sound working yeah let's get back This is the way their new album is going to go. I am pumped. Census Phil dropped something called I'm Sorry, I'm Leaving. 
Have you heard this one yet? Yes. I like it. I'm excited to see what Sense of is doing next. What's your thoughts on it? I like it. I I I always was like medium on Census Field, not so much because um, it's just one of those random bands that I never got into for no actual reason. And then when I saw them at um, Riot Fest, I was like, oh, I like them. So um, <laughs> now I'm way more open to what they do. So we got a new song from Snoop Dogg, Jadakiss, Benny the Butcher, and Busta Rhymes. I really like Busta Rhymes' part in it. Busta Bus. But it's called Murder Music. I love the what beat do, too. Mo? Yeah. Music. Murder music. Yeah. Some come through the water. Some come through the border. Some of them get caught, but that's the pad up. That's the most unique. a little firmer. The most fear. Uh-huh. I don't discriminate. I even body close peers. See, I'm suggesting most you niggas should get to step into the rear. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like that song. It's very um, simple, like, background sound, but. Uh, yeah, so Buster Rhymes is a famous rapper. He's got a lot of what? Well, no, <laughs> so he's got a lot of like you know, um, he's gotten a lot of accol- accolades and stuff, but I still think he is uh extremely underrated. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on Buster Rhymes. The songs I really like by him, I really like, but I don't like a lot of music by him. Yeah. Um, I, wonder if, uh, I wonder if Dr. Dre produced that song. I don't know. It's a G-Funky type beat, so it could be, but maybe not. The next song is by Spanish Love Songs. It's I Miss You, The Doom and Gloom. It's a cover. Let me get to... So yeah, it's I like Spanish love songs and I like the way his voice shakes. But I don't like the quaver that much. Oh, that's just the way he sings. So oh I'm I'm well aware. I saw them at Bloodfest and I oh okay like but their music, but I sometimes I can their music is good enough that I it does I don't like hate the quaver, but I it's not something I would do. But it's fun seeing bands covering blink songs. So I have this i actually had the last two on mine too but um i had this on mine but i had it on mine i didn't like it the first time i heard it and then i listened to it again long list i think the first time i heard it, i think i only listened to it a little bit and i went ew <laughs> um and then i listened to it all the way through and i've decided i don't like it as a blink fan as a blink cover I do like it as a song. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Because like, there's a lot of stuff to like about it, but like, as a cover of I Miss You by Blink-182, I don't like it. Is this one on your list? Yes. I'm going to let you talk about that one. 
all right this you can bring it you can bring all these up and i'll just add the ones that we don't share to the end we could we're going to both talk about all of them so it's it's fine okay a uh, new one by simple plan i actually really like the antidote It's always good to see Simple Plan doing something cool. I don't love everything they've done, but I like that song. I never got into them. I thought they were like poor man's Blink-182. Or poor man's... Wow. Uh, they're No, they're not poor man's Blink-182. They're poor man's uh, Good Charlotte. I like the... Ooh, Tab's going to be mad. But <laughs> I think they're in the same realm as Good Charlotte, but I think their songs are... Some of their songs are better. Some of their songs are not. I don't know. They both good Charlotte and Simple Plan write very cheesy pop punk. Yeah. But they also write all good pop punk. You just got to find it. Next one I thought was fun because it's Tycho, so it's electronic, but Benjamin Gibbard is in it. I'm great. So it's basically if we're listening to another Postal Service song. Where are you singing, buddy? Yeah, I like it. It's fun. More, da- It's more dancey than a Postal Service song. That's true. Speaking of dancey, this next one, which we'll be covering in detail next week, because next week we're doing the new Silk Sonic album when it drops, which we're both pumped for. Smoking Out the Window by Silk Sonic. God, this Silk Sonic gets my nipples hard. So good. Can I, I will say one thing. Go for it. I saw they posted like a, I'm guessing it was a track listing. Yeah. Come on, guys. Nine songs. That's it. And not to mention one of them is the intro. So eight songs. Oh, I didn't see the track listing. That's a bummer. Yeah, nine songs. All right. I have one more song I really liked I wanted to show, and then one I hated. Okay. This one is standard blend. Wait, do you have anything else for Silk Sonic? Because I know those on your list too. No, that's no. I mean, what is there to say? It's great. (laughs) We're gonna get into them hard next week. So uh, Stan Atlantic, the song Moltov, okay. I really like that song. <laughs> and then a song I did not like, and I'll tell you the reason why I didn't like it. When I first heard it, I thought it was okay. And then I watched the animated music video they made for it and it has like coronavirus little things floating around and it made me hate the song
like baby let's get sick again i don't care what the neighbors say like i don't know what you're going for here dude interesting i i mean it didn't say coronavirus but there's little balls with things sticking off floating around yeah are you are you anti-vaxxers here what's what is going on i need to dig more into it maybe i'm wrong listeners let me know if i'm wrong but that was concerning i don't i don't think they are but because they i mean they were taking like covid precautions and stuff there too i don't know um do they have any songs i didn't i do yeah Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um okay so i was surprised you didn't have this one on here uh post malone in the weekend one right now i don't think i've heard that one If you like those two artists, you, you would like this song. It's it's very. I actually do like it, but I don't normally like Post Malone. Yeah, but you've liked some Post Malone stuff. I have not officially liked a Post Malone song. I I don't believe you. <laughs> Maybe I have. Um, and then I didn't make myself a separate list because I'm dumb, dumb. Um. Oh. Uh, I love this this whole album is sweet. The Mega Rands Live '95. Yeah, I have like things that have been coming off that. Ooh. Oh, that's a sick sample. I like it. I do too. Um, Coheed did a cover, an acoustic version of Shoulders. Where the fuck is it? There it is. Well, it's like a Western. Yeah. Here in the Wild West, Josh is here to take him down. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's good. I dig it. Um, so one of the... Okay, so and then I had two What the Fuck songs. One is... This is actually on my list from last week. But it's this is how bad it is. It's got to go. <gasps> they released something? Yeah, don't be excited. Oh, no. 
Cobra Starship, beautiful life. Come on, Gabe. Don't let me down. There's a place we can go. There's a world nobody knows. If we try, we can find a little good in everything. There was a time I justified so much hatred in my mind. I just couldn't see the beauty of it all. It's like 2010 called they want their generic pop song made for ads back. Yeah. I'm not loving it, but I'm not against hearing more new Cobra Starships. So let's see what else he pops up. No, but I mean, you know, when you know how uh, uh, Fueled by Ramen's been doing the silver editions and releasing stuff all, all year. I think they're one of the next ones. Oh, nice. Like, you know, when oh, you're known. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember this album greatly. What are you going to play from it? Well, I was like, when you're known for this. Skip way ahead. Wait, I'm sorry. This isn't that far off. It's still pop. It's it's far off. I'm just remembering I like that song because of uh, because of William Beckett, not because of Cobra. <laughs> now. That music video is dope too. Do you remember no, that? No, it, oh, how exciting yeah. it was when everyone everyone's in it, even even Pete and Pat are in it. They're not even in the song. Oh, okay. What's your other what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my other what the fuck is um by a band called Mother Folk. Um Mother I saw Folk. The Mother Folk. Like folk music. And I saw them open for Sherwood at the Loving Touch a couple years ago when Sherwood like was going around doing stuff. And uh, this is more of a troll than a reality, but it's called Contact. So if you like that, like poppy folk. Uh, yeah, stuff. I don't hate that. So do you know why I hate it? Why? Look at this album art. It's a man covered in bees. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, okay. I was literally listening to the song and I looked down uh, like the first time it came up. I, I was listening to the song and I was like, okay. And then I was, I looked down 
and I, cause this was on my release radar and, um, I saw that picture and I was just like, no, skip. I can't support that. <laughs> I cannot support a man covered in bees. And you like, wouldn't all, believe, all believe Josh doesn't like bees. <laughs> yeah. That's our um, weekly rewind. Speaking of bees, watch this segue. You ready? Last week, was it last week? Last week yep. we went and saw Suicide Machines and Metascopheles. Yep. And some other bands. Uh, Bumblebee Tuna, that's the connection. Um, <laughs> and that was a really great time. Uh, yeah, it was. I had never seen either one of those bands. And I, I know like Suicide Machines is like, they are like Detroit punk staple, right? Like we don't, that's, that's probably our most notable band in the scene the greater scene right yeah um and uh it was it was a lot of fun i'm glad i I'm glad i saw them i saw some cool costumes hung out with danny and his uncle brian he got his glasses destroyed in the mosh pit and i got kicked in the head yeah um we were starting to worry about you uh like, oh, I went right into it. I know you went in the pit and uh, Brian went into the pit first. I was like, I and, stayed back a few songs yeah. and Brian went into the pit and then Brian came back looking all disheveled and with no glasses. And he let us know that he got elbowed in the face and lost his glasses. Did he find them and they were destroyed nope. or never found no, them? They're gone. Damn. And then he was like, where the fuck is Danny? He bought a bunch of beers. He's like, where's Danny? I have a beer for him. And we're like, I don't know, man. And then finally it was like, the set was almost over and I was like really worried about getting out of that little parking lot. And it was a weeknight. I had to work the next day. So I was like, um, okay, we're going to leave now. Cause I'm old. And, um, they already played all the songs I wanted to hear, like that I really wanted to hear. And, uh, so, um, we, we, uh, snuck out of there, but such a good show. Yeah, no, it was great. I was a little bummed that I, uh, didn't, I, I was buying merch while the, Mephiscopheles uh, singer was like standing there, but I, but I didn't realize it because I don't really I know like I didn't really know them prior to like listening to them for the show. But I um, listened to them for the show and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! <laughs> and it's like you know, right in my right in my sweet spot, satanic, uh, playfully satanic ska band, like perfect. Um, so and then like a. Not that you're not a real ska band if you're not from like the '90s, but if you're if you're a band from the actual heyday, it just me it means more, you know. Like, yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, wanted just wanted to bring that up. There's a really fun video of us skanking that got online. <laughs> that we reposted on this account on our account for this. Um, but I was going to ask you earlier when you're talking about seasonal depression and Christmas coming up, but not really being ready for it. Um, how, what are, what are your thoughts on when it is, what are your thoughts on Christmas music in general? And then what are your thoughts on when it is acceptable to start playing Christmas music? I don't mind some Christmas music. I don't want to play Mariah Carey, but some Christmas music and after Thanksgiving. Cool. That's my opinion. Um, I have the same opinion except for Christmas songs that are from bands that I really like. Um, and I don't really like 
Mariah Carey's song because it's shoved down our throats, but man, mad respect to her for figuring that shit out because she's made so much money off of this one song. Like, I mean, she hasn't really done much of anything notable. She just released a new Christmas song. I didn't play it because I don't want to hear it. But I was like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Should we play it now? No, no, I'm good. Come on. You can't bring that up and then not. We got to play it. All right, let's hear it. Oh, God. You know, my cam covered uh, all of Christmas is you. Did you know I that? I did not. Oh, maybe I did. It's not bad. Fall in love at Christmas. Mm, this, this looks interesting. Oh. You know what? I will spare you. There's a there's a version, a regular version, an extended, oh, I don't know what, uh, extended something, and then a radio version. We'll play the radio version because it's shorter. No, I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to play the whole thing. So this is Fall in Love at Christmas by Mariah Carey, uh, Khaled, and um, Kirk Franklin. really banking on her uh people listening to it because they're like oh she has a new song new christmas song did i lose you i did well uh I can't tell if Danny dropped out on purpose to protest the song or if I actually lo uh, uh, lost him. Oh, <laughs> is uh, his cat unplugged his computer and now it's um, now it's updating. Very cool. So uh, I guess that's the end of the episode, B-Siders. Uh, and now it's time to flip the record over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by former critics.